The sect is Babakamo, Daf Kufyutres, two lines from the top of Daf Kufyutres, from an aleph at the new Mishnah, and the Mishnah states, Hagaizaz Chaveroi, Oshihilvi Menu, Oshihifkud Loi Bishov, Loi Yachseloi Bamidba, Amanas Lotzis Bamidba, Yachseloi Bamidba. If Ruben either stole from Shimon, or borrowed money from Shimon, or was guarding something for Shimon, and this action was done in a settled area, then Ruben cannot decide to return to Xelu or the loan, or to Pekodin in the desert. And as Rashi says, Im Inza Tevoi, Inza Yachal Chaifa, Lekabal Chaifa, that if Shimon did not demand or ask for his item back in the Midbar, then Reuben can't force Shimon to accept this item in the Midbar since it's unsafe and is not protected as well. And we should explain that the same din would apply if Reuben borrowed money and wants to return the money and the Mishnah then states that if Reuben makes a condition with Shimon that he can return it in the Midbar, then Reuben can do so and he'll be able to return the item even in the Midbar. And the Gemara begins and asks that how can you say that Reuven cannot repay a loan in a midbar for a minu, and I will ask a steer from Brysa, as the Brysa states, Milva Mishtalemis, Bechol Mokayim, Avedu Bekodin, E Mishtalman, Elbim Kaiman, and the Havmin of the Gemara is that Brysa is talking about the same case as a Mishnah, and the Brysa is teaching us that a borrower can return a loan in any place, and he could force Shimon to take the loan back, even in a midbar, while if Reuven found an Avedu or is watching a Bekodin, he must return it to its proper place, and the Gemara answers, Amabai Hachikama, Milva Nitli. That this price is not referring to the labor, but it's actually discussing the rights of a lender and teaches us that although a lender can demand payment from a borrower in any place and even in a midbar, because Evid Loiva is Malva, and therefore the Malva is the one that creates the terms, and if he tells the Loiva, I'm happy to get this item back even in the midbar, then certainly the Loiva has a responsibility to pay him back. However, since a shame Aveda and a shame Bekodin is doing a favor for the person that lost the for the mafkid, and therefore, if someone lost an Avedor or someone gave someone a Pekodin, they can only demand their item back at the place where the finder or the Nifkad received that item. And as we explained, that the reason why a Ba'arivar is different is because Ebed Leivel Ishmalva, and as Rashi says, the Malva has a choice as Yodai Al Al And the Gemara now continues and quotes from the Sefer of the Mishnah, and the Havmin of the Gemara is that if Ruvain stipulated and made a condition and a Tanai with Shimon to even return the item in the Midbar, then he can do so, and then if Reuven returns the Hava or the Bikodin to Shimon in the Midbar, then Shimon has to take the item, and he can't say that it's Lab Makim Shimar, and the Gemara asks Pshita, certainly if this is a condition that they agree to, so why is this a Chiddush? And the Gemara explains that Leitzricha, the Sefer is telling us a Chiddush, as it's discussing a specific case, the Amalei Lehevi Haipikodin Gabach, the Anola Midbar Nefikna, the Amalei Iu, Anola Midbar Nami Be'inola Be'ipak, therefore, Iboi Ladrun Lechahasam, and the Gemara explains that the Sefer is not talking about a case where they specified and made it actual Tanai, but it's talking about a case where Shimon came to Ruben and asked Ruben to watch his Pekodin, and Shimon said, I need you to watch this as I'm going to the desert. And Ruben responded to Shimon, that I will watch this item for you, but you should know that I'm also planning on going into the desert. And this case, even though Ruben didn't specify that we return the Pekodin in the Midbar, it is self-understood that Ruben meant to say that we return this Pekodin in the Midbar, and therefore Ruben can't force Shimon to accept the return of the Bikodin in the Midbar, even though Lab Mokim Shimor, and we continue with the new Mishnah, he'll be sunny, However, if Ruben says to Shimon, I am certain I stole money from you, or I am certain I borrowed money from you, or I am certain I was ashamed of you, but I am uncertain if I return this item to you or not, then Ruben is certainly Chayiv, 
as Reuven is certain that he owes this money and is just uncertain if he paid this back and therefore certainly until Reuven is sure that he paid Shimon back, he certainly has this chayvis to pay Shimon back. However, in the case where Reuven is actually unsure if he even stole or borrowed or accepted any chiyah shmir on himself on Shimon's item, then Reuven would be pata and we'll explain this further as we will learn the Gemara. And the Gemara begins and brings a machlikis amroyim. Itma, we learned, manli biyotcha v'alo ama if Shimon claims to Reuven that although I don't have any edim, but you owe me a hundred dollars, and Reuven responds that I don't know, and the Gemara brings a machlekes amroyim, Rav Huna Rabbi Huda Amri Chayiv, and Rav Nachman Rabbi Echlon Amri Pata, and the Gemara explains, Rav Huna Rabbi Huda Amri Chayiv, Bari Vishem and Bari Adiv, Rav Nachman Rabbi Echlon Amri Pata, Ukimimayna Becheskes Mari, Rabbi Huda and Rav Huna hold that Reuven would be Chayiv because there is a Suffolk Mammon, and we have a cloud that Bari Vishem and Bari Adiv, and since Shimon is certain that Reuven owes him money, and Reuven is a Shema, so Reuven would be Chayiv. However, Rav Nachman Rabbi Echlon hold that even though there is a question, but since there are no Edim, so we have to look at the Chazaka, and will therefore let Reuven hold on to his money until Shimon brings a Raya. Ayin Rashi points out that even according to Rav Nachman and Rabbi Echron, certainly Reuven would be chayv to make a Shavu assesses, and Reuven would swear that he is unsure if he owes any money to Shimon, and he's required to make the Shavu assesses. And Rashi points out, just like in a case where Reuven would make a Tainus Bari, and he would say to Shimon that I definitely don't owe you money, Reuven would be chayv to make a Shavu assesses. Midrabanan, and in that case, the Lashon of the Shavu would be that I don't owe you any money. And Ayin and Tap Tesis on the Amid, where Tesis explains, Pirishim Hifkadatsli, that Reuven tells Shimon, that I don't know if you actually gave me this Pekadan at all, but if certainly if Reuven would say, that I'm not sure if I gave it back to you, then it would not be a Machlekes, and even Rab Nachman and Rabbi Echen would agree, that Reuven is Chayiv, just like the Reish of our Mishnah, will say for the Masisin, whom would be Rabbin and as we will see, the Gemara will be Medama, this case of the Machlekes between Rav Huna Rabbi Huda on the one hand, or Rab Nachman Rabbi Echel on the other hand, is going to be comparable to the case of the Sefer of our Mishnah. And the Gemara continues and will ask a question on the Shita of Huna and Rabbi Huda that hold that we say in this case, Bari Vishem and Bari Adif, and therefore Reuben is Chayiv. Sam, we learned in the Sefer of our Mishnah, Avalim Amaloy, any will be sunny, Pata. If Reuben says to Shimon, I am not sure if I borrowed money from you, then Reuben is Pata. And the Gemara asks, Hechidami, was the case of our Mishnah, and what was the Malva's claim? And the Gemara says, if the safe discussed the scenario where the lender wasn't to pay the life at all, and that is why if Ruben just said that I am not sure if I borrowed money, so certainly we wouldn't be Mikhail Ruben. But if so, the ratio must also be discussed in a case where the lender wasn't being to pay the life. If so, even though in the ratio Ruben says I'm not sure if I paid Shimon back, but since Shimon is not being to pay him, so why would Ruben be Chayiv to pay Shimon back? And therefore the Gemara says, Ella de Katavale, Victani Safer, Patin Milashalim, and it must be that both the ratio Safer are discussing a case where the lender was certain that he lent money to Ruvain and he's being Tebei Ruvain and therefore in the ratio of the Mishnah where Ruvain is made to Shimon that I certainly borrowed this money from you as you claim but I'm not sure if I paid you back or not so certainly Ruvain would be Chayiv as the ratio stated but we also see that in the Sefer even though Shimon was Bari and claimed I know I lent this money to you and you owe me this money but Ruvain claims that he isn't sure and the Shema that the Mishnah teaches us that Ruvain is Pata and Lechari according to Rav Huna Rabbi Huda since this is the case of Bari Vishema, so Ruvain should be Chayiv to pay Shimon as Bari Vishema, Bari Adif. And the Gemari answers Loi that from our Mishnah it's not a raya against Rav Huna and Rabbi Huda as the Ilam Deloi Kotavale, Vurashia Babalotse Sidei Shemayim, as really both the Rashia and the Sefer are discussing the scenario where Shimon wasn't Tevei at all. And that is why in the Sefer even Rav Huna and Rabbi Huda would agree that Ruvin is Pata, and when the Rashia stated that Ruvin is Chayiv, it just meant to say that certainly in a case where Shimon was Tevei 
Eruvain, then it would be a din of Bari Vishama, Bari Adif, and certainly Ruvain would be Chayiv, but even in a case where Shimon was not to Ruvain, even so, Ruvain stated that he is certain that he borrowed money from Shimon and was certainly obligated to pay Shimon back at one point of time, and as Rashi says, that is considered Tzasbari, so even though Ruvain is uncertain if he still owes this money to Shimon, as he may have already paid him back, but if Ruvain wants to be Yoytzi Hizchir B'day Shemayim, so Ruvain should pay Shimon back, even though B'dini Adam, he is certainly Potter. Gemara continues, Itmanami, that although we just saw this din relevant to the din of Rav Huna and Rabbi Huda, however, we see a similar idea and a similar concept of Baal Lotzi De Shemayim in the following member of Rabbi Echlon, even based on the sheet of Rabbi Echlon, Lishitasai, that he says that in the case of Bari Vishema, that Ruvin would be Potter because Ukimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimim
when the Mishnah stated in the Sefer that if Shimon counted the sign and it was complete, that Ruvin would be Pato, that is going back on the ratio in the Sefer, and it doesn't make a difference if Ruvin stole the item from Shimon and Shimon knew about it, or if Shimon never knew about it, as long as at some point Shimon counted the sign and it was complete, then Ruvin would be Pato. And of course, according to Shmuel, the ratio is telling us that if Ruvin stole an item from Shimon and Shimon never counted the item, then it doesn't make a difference if Ruvin stole the item and Shimon knew about it, or if Shimon did not know about it, Ruvin's going to be Chayiv as he didn't have a valid Chazara. And the Gemara continues with the third Shita, that if Ruvin stole an item from Shimon and Shimon knew about it, then even if Ruvin didn't tell Shimon at the point that he returned the item and instead Shimon counted the items and he found that they were complete, then Ruvin had a valid Chazara and he'd be Pata. However, if he stole it, then as long as Ruvin returned the item to the flock, even if Shimon didn't even count the items and didn't know that it was complete, Ruvin would still be Pata since Shimon never knew that it was stolen. So therefore, at this point, since Reuven returned it, so no harm, no foul, and therefore it's considered a Val Chazara, and if this animal would die or be stolen, then Reuven would be Pata, and the Gemara explains, that you're going to be Pata, is Aresha, is only going on Aresha, and as Rashi explains, the way to understand our Mishnah, according to Rabbechron, is Vahachiktani, this is what the Mishnah meant to say, if Reuven stole a lamb from Shimon, that originally at the point that he stole it, Shimon did not know, but prior to him returning it, Shimon already realized that his item was stolen, and then he returns it without telling Shimon, then certainly in a case where Shimon did not yet count his items and doesn't realize that it was already returned. However, the Mishnah continued, that if Shimon did not know that the item was stolen, and he didn't know about it at the point it was stolen, and he didn't even know about it at any point between the point that it was stolen, and when Ruvain returned this lamb to Shimon, to Afilu Minion, even if Shimon never counted his flock, that Ruvin would still be Pata. The Mishnah then says as a separate din, which is relevant to the Risha, that ultimately if Shimon counted his flock and he found that it was complete, then Ruvin would be Pata, even though at some point Shimon realized that his sign was stolen. And finally the Gemara continues with the fourth Shita, which will be most Mechudish, as Rav Chista Amar, Rav Chista states, that if Ruvin stole a sheep from Shimon, and Shimon knew at some point that it was stolen, then Rav Chista agrees to Rabbi Echron that certainly as long as Ruvain returns this item and Shimon counts all of his items and he finds that they're complete, then the din would be that Ruvain would be Pata and it's considered a valid Shava. However, if Ruvain stole this lamb from Shimon and Shimon never knew that his lamb was missing and his lamb was stolen, then even if Shimon counts it, that would not be enough and the only way that would be considered a valid Chazara and a valid Shava is only if Ruvain actually informed Shimon that he stole the item and he now returned it. And as the Gemara explains, according to Rav Chista, and when the safe of the Mishnah states that if Shimon counted the flock and it was complete, Reuven would be Pata is only going back to the Risha and is telling us in a case where Shimon knew that this sign was missing, then the din is that as long as Shimon counted the flock and even though Reuven didn't inform Shimon that he returned this lamb, that Reuven would be Pata. And Rashi explains that Reuven is Chayiv Bachrayis and it doesn't make a difference if Shimon counted or he didn't count it. When is that? Only in the case where Shimon never knew that his item was stolen, not at the point that Reuven stole the sign, and not at any point prior to Reuven returning the tla to the flock. And then the Mishnah states, However, of course, in the case where Shimon already knew that Reuven stole his sign, then as long as he counted his flock and he found that it was complete, and even though Reuven didn't 
inform him that he actually returned the Tzayin to this flock, then Reuven would be Pata. And although we can understand the Svara of Rav, of Shmuel, and Rabbi Echon by ourselves, however, the Gemara is bothered as to the Svara of Rav Chista, why would it be that it would be easier to return something to Shimon if he had knowledge that it was stolen than in a case where he never even knew that it was stolen? And the Gemara explains, Amr and we continue on Daf Kofiyut Chesam Beis, my time with Rav Chista, what is the Svara of Rav Chista? And he explains, once Reuven stole this lamb from Shimon and he taught this lamb that it's possible to go outside and to be able to go out into the world, then he taught him already how to walk outside and therefore now that Reuven returns this animal to the flock, ultimately this animal will eventually leave the flock once again. And therefore, Rav Chista says that if Reuven doesn't tell Shimon that he stole this item and returned it, then Shimon will never know that he actually has to guard this animal more than his other animals as this animal is already malumid to go outside. And therefore, the din is that Reuven has to inform Shimon that he stole the item and he returned it, and this way Shimon can do a proper shmirah in the future. As Rashi says, according to Rav Chista, Avaladas, Minyan Paita, but if Shimon knew that this animal was stolen, then certainly by Shimon counting these items and finding that the entire herd and the entire flock is there, then Reuven will be Pata, and from this point, Shimon knows that he has to guard this animal more carefully. Rashi explains the original question of Gemara of my time Rav Chista, and Rashi says, as we did, that Bishleimah time of the Kulu, Nicha, the Adav Luladas, Mishloi Ladas, the Oyed, and Rashi says that really there's a second question, Masnisa Nicha Tutsa, Kapasao Tvei, that's easier to explain on Mishnah, according to the first three Shitas, than according to the Shita Rav Chista. And the Gemara continues, Umi Amar Rabbahachi, can it be that Rabbah actually stated the reasoning for Rav Chista, which is therefore Mashma, that Rabbah agrees to the dinner of Rav Chista, but the Gemara is, for Amar Rabbah, Haiman de Chazil Chavri, the Agba Imra, Me Idra Didei, Uroma Bekel, Vishadya, Vilo Yoda, Ihadri, and if Shimon saw that Ruvain was picking up a tzoyin from his flock and stealing it, and Shimon started yelling at Ruvain, and therefore Ruvain threw down the tzoyin, Shimon did not know if Ruvain actually left the tzoyin there, or if he didn't leave the tzoyin there, and if he dropped it or not, and the sheep then died or was stolen, then Ruvain is chayiv b'achriusai, and Ruvain is still chayiv, and the Gemara states, my love, I forgot the money, and l'chayra, rabbis din, is even in a case where Shimon already counted the flock, and he saw that it's complete, and even so, he said that and it seems that the only way that Rabbi says that Ruben would be Pata is only if he informs Shimon Minyan alone is not enough and if Rabbi holds like Rav Chista Minyan alone should be enough as Rav Chista stated that as long as the Bailim knew that this item was stolen then as long as Ruben returns the item and Shimon counts his flock and is complete even though Ruben didn't inform Shimon that he returned the item that Ruben would be Pata and the Gemara answer is Loi that's not a Raya and the Loi money we're talking about a case where Shimon did not yet have the opportunity to count his flock, and that is why Reuven is chayi but in the chanami, once Shimon counted his flock, and he finds that it's complete, then Reuven would be pata, and it's not a raya that Rabbah doesn't hold like Rav Chista, and possibly Rabbah could still hold like Rav Chista. The Gemara now goes back to the sheet of Rav, and Rav stated that if Reuven stole an item from Shimon, and Shimon knew that the item was stolen, the only way that Reuven is mekayim is chayi is only if he actually told Shimon that he stole the item, and he returned it. However, if Shimon never knew that the item was stolen, then as long as Reuben returns the item, and Shimon counted his items, and they were all completely there, then Reuben would be Pater. Gemara is, Umi Amarav Hachi, did Rav really say this din? But Amarav, but Rav said, If Reuben stole a lamb from Shimon, and then he returned the lamb to his flock that's in the desert, then Reuben would be Pater. In that case, Rav didn't say that Reuben has to be Medea Shimon, and he also didn't say that Shimon had to count his flock and find that it's complete. It's mashmud in all cases, as long as Reuben returned the item to Shimon's flock that Ruben would be Pata 
And the Gemara answers, Amrav Chana Ba'aba, Moidu Rab, Oisa, when Rab said that if Ruvu returns this sign to the flock that's in the Midbar, that Ruvu would be Potter, and it's considered a valid Ashava, even though he was not Moidiyah Shimon, and Shimon did not count his flock, he is specifically talking about a scenario where the lamb was a special lamb, and therefore it was very recognizable that this is the lamb that was stolen and now returned, as this lamb was spotted, and therefore as long as Ruvu returns that lamb to the flock, then certainly Shimon will be aware that this lamb is back in his flock, and therefore even without being Moidiyah Shimon specifically, and without Shimon counting his entire flock, it's considered a valid Ashava. As Rashi says, that if an animal is spotted, then it's recognizable immediately when it's stolen, and it's also recognizable immediately to the shepherd that's in the Midbar, when this spotted animal is now returned to the flock, and even if he doesn't count it. And the Gemara continues, let us say that the Machlikas that we had previously between Rav and Shmuel, as well as Rabbi Yechel and Rabbi Chista, is based on the following Machlikas Tanoim, as the Bryce states, and let us read the entire memoir as Savruud, Kul Almu Islud Rabbi Yitzchak, Dom Rabbi Yitzchak, Adam Osul, Mashmash Bekisa, Bechol Shah, My Lab, Besseludas, who plucked the Rav Shmuel, and Betlash Loyludas, who plucked the Rav Chister Rabbi Echron. And as we saw, this Bryce gave two examples of items that were stolen by Rubain, either a lamb from a flock or a seller from a wallet. And the Havmina Gemara is that the Bryce specifically gave these examples, and as the Gemara explained, that the case of Goynish Tlamina Eida is discussing a scenario where Shim did not know that the lamb was stolen, and since there was a klal and a chazaka, as Rabbi Yitzchak stated, that Adam Asl Mashbukisa Koshah, that a person constantly checks on his wallet, so where Reuben stole his seller, it must be that Shimon knew that the seller was stolen, and therefore the way you understand the Brisa is that it doesn't make a difference if Reuben stole an item and the Bible knew about it or didn't know about it, and Rabbi Shmuel holds that as long as Reuben returns the item, even if he was never Medea the owner, Reuben will still be Potter and is considered a valid Ashava, while Rabbi Kiva holds that Reuben has to notify Shimon, and otherwise it is not a valid Ashava, and Reuben would still be Chayiv if the item is damaged or stolen. And the Gemara wants to say that the basis for the Machlekes between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva is as follows, that in the case of the seller, when it was clearly Das Bailim, as we learned from Yitzchak, that Adam Asl Mashim Bekisa Kol Shah, the Machlekes between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva is the same Machlekes between Rabbi and Shmuel, and Rabbi Shmuel holds like Shmuel, then as long as Shimon counted his items and they were complete, then Reuben will be Potter, even though Reuben never formally informed Shimon that he stole the seller, and Rabbi Kiva would hold like Rav, that since Shimon knew that the seller was stolen, so Reuben must inform Shimon that he returned the seller, and if he doesn't do so, even if Shimon counted his money and it was complete, Reuben would still be Chayiv, and in the case of Tla, where Shimon was never aware that the lamb was stolen, as there is no cloud that a person counts his Tlaim and counts his sheep at all times, therefore the basis of the Machlekes between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva would be based on the same Machlekes between Rabbi Echon and Rabbi Chista, as Rabbi Shmuel would hold like Rabbi Echon, that as long as Reuben returned the lamb, that will suffice, and even if Shimon didn't even count his flock yet, as no harm, now foul, and Rabbi Kiva holds like Rabbi Chista, that Reuven must actually inform Shimon that he stole the lamb and returned it, as otherwise, as Rabbi explained, the Svar of Chista, that once this animal knows how to get it out and how to go out into the free world, then the animal will try his luck once again, and therefore he needs a Shmir Ma'ula once he was returned, and therefore Reuven has an obligation to actually inform Shimon that he stole his tla and he returned it. And the Gemara continues and responds, that certainly and Rav Zvid stated in the name of Rava that certainly in the standard case where Reuben stole either a seller or a tla from 
Ruvain, then both Rabbi Kiva and Mishmal would agree with Rabbi Chista that if Shimon knew, then Ruvain only has to return the item, and as long as Shimon counted his items and they were complete, then Ruvain would be pata. But if Shimon never knew, then Ruvain would have to inform Shimon as Helva Ankata Nigre Breyasa, and the machlekes between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva is specifically in the case where Ruvain was a Shemachinim for Shimon, and Ruvain made the decision to steal this item from Shimon and keep it for himself, and he made a Kenya Geneva, and Ruvain thought to himself that he would pata himself with the tiniest Geneva Baveda, and ultimately Ruvain decided not to steal this item, and he returned the item back to its original spot, so certainly Shimon had no idea that Ruvain stole this item at any point, and Rabbi Shmuel holds that Ruvain is still considered the Shema of Shimon, and therefore, even though Shimon never knew about the Gneva, however, Ruvain is considered like the Bailim, and therefore, if Ruvain just returns the item to its place, therefore, it's as if the Bailim had knowledge that the item was returned. However, Rabbi Kiva holds that certainly if Shimon knew that Ruvain tried to steal this item, so Anan Sadi, that Shimon would no longer trust Ruvain to be a Shema, and therefore, at this point, Ruvain has the status of a regular Ganev, and since Shimon didn't know that Ruvain stole this item, so since Rabbi Kiva holds like Rabbi Chista, so Ruvain has a responsibility to inform Shimon that he stole and returned the item, and if he doesn't do so, then Ruvain will still be Chayiv as he was in Yitzhah's Chayiv HaShava, and keep in mind that certainly the Svar of Rabbi Chista makes sense in a case where Ruvain stole a Tla as Hoyal Ankita Nigre Briyasa. However, Lechera, the din of Rabbi Chista shouldn't apply in the case of a seller, and also keep in mind that Lechera, in our case, where Ruvain was a Shemer, and he's watching this Tla, so then the Svar of Rabbi Chista should also not be applicable, since the Tla didn't really go anywhere, and was always with Ruvain, so with Pashtun, we must say that the dinner of Chista is a light plug and pertains in all cases, but the Maisa Ayin who discussed this point, and they actually have different ideas and different ways to understand the Gemara in the Geir case where Ruvain stole a seller. And before we continue, let us point out that although we had a four-way machlekes beforehand between Rav Shmuel, Rav Yechla, and Rav Chista, however, in the Geir case where Ruvain stole an item from Shimon, and Shimon had das that this item was stolen, there was actually only a two-way machlekes, as Rav holds that Ruvain has a responsibility to actually inform Shimon, and if Ruvain doesn't inform Shimon that he returned the item, even though Shimon counted all his items and they were complete, Ruvain would still be Chayiv. However, Shmuel, Rabbi Yechon, and Rav Chista all agree and argue on Rav that even though Shimon had knowledge that Ruvain stole this item from him, even though Ruvain doesn't inform Shimon that he returned the item, but Shimon counted all his items and they were complete, that that would be considered a valid Ashava, and therefore Ruvain would now be Pater. And Agamur now continues, Let us say that the Machlech is between Rav on the one hand that says that Minyan alone is not enough and does not suffice and Ruvain would still be Chayiv until he informs Shimon specifically that he returned his item and the sheet of Shmuel Rabbi Yechon Rabbi Chista on the other hand that they hold that even Minyan would suffice and Ruvain would be Pata is actually based on a Machlech's Tanayim that we find in the Brisa the Tanya is real in the Brisa HaGoyz Chavir Vevliya Lai Bechashbin Tani Chadu Yato Vetani Idich Lo Yato Savur Dekule Amal Islud Rabbi Yitzchak Da'ama Adam Asl Mash Bekis Bechol Shav Vesha My Lab Hakam Nefli and the Gemara brings a Brisa where Ruvain stole a thousand dollars from Shimon, and then Ruvain went and bought an item from Shimon which was valued at a thousand dollars, and then Ruvain gave Shimon two thousand dollars. And of course, Ruvain intended that a thousand dollars would be for the purchase price, and a thousand dollars would be for his repayment of his chayiv and his repayment of the xayla that he stole from Shimon. And one Brisa said that Ruvain was yotzis chayiv ashava, and one Brisa states that Ruvain is not yotzis and the Gemara's Havmina is that certainly all would agree to the sheet of Rabbi Yitzchak that holds that other and therefore Shimon certainly knew how much was in his purse at all times and therefore certainly he knew that this money was already stolen from him and therefore it's a case of Yoda and it's also a case where once Ruben
Ruvain actually gave two thousand dollars to Shimon. So certainly, immediately after Ruvain gave this money to Shimon, Shimon counted the money and realized that Ruvain gave him an extra thousand dollars, and therefore Shimon understood that he received his thousand dollars back that was stolen from him. And Lachira, this case of the Brisa is a case of Yada, where Shimon knew that the money was stolen from him, and it's also a case of Minyan that even though Ruvain didn't inform Shimon that he's returning the money to him, but Lamaisa Shimon counted the money and he realizes that he now has all of his money back, and therefore it must be the machlekes between the two prices that the first price that stated that Reuven's yitzis chiv hashava is going like the sheet of Shmuel, Rabbi Yechonon, Rabbi Chista that hold that minion is good enough, and that's considered a valid hashava. However, the second price that says that Reuven's not yitzis chiv hashava must be going like Rav, who holds that since Shimon knew that this money was stolen, then the only way that Reuven is yitzis chiv hashava is only if Reuven actually informs Shimon that he's returning the thousand dollars they stole from him, and he's giving that back to him, and Reuven was not yitzis his chiv hashava by just being and the Gemara responds, Amri, Isfil, and Krab Yitzchak, Kuli Amalei Pligi, Dominion Paita, that certainly if we would hold like the din of Rab Yitzchak, that Adam Asl Mashbe Kisabachal Shavashah, and therefore in this case, when Shimon received the thousand dollars back, certainly since Shimon now knows that he got back the original thousand dollars, therefore that's considered a valid Ashava, and really both prices agree to the Shita of Shmuel, Rab Yechon, and Rab Chista. However, El Rab Yitzchak, the Machlekes between the two prices is Gufa in the din of Rab Yitzchak, and as the Gemara explains, my Isle Rab the first price that says that as long as Reuven was and he gave back the $2,000 and he gave back the $1,000 that he stole to Shimon, then we consider it that certainly Shimon knew about it because we hold like and certainly Shimon knew that he got back this money and it's considered a valid Hashava. However, the second price that states that Reuven is not and he's still going to be Chayiv does not hold like Rabbi And even though Reuven actually returned $1,000 to Shimon and he was but it's still possible that Shimon did not know that he got the thousand dollars back, and therefore Reuven is going to be chayiv. And the Gemara continued, "If you want, I could tell you the kulam islu Rabbi that really both prices agreed to the sheet of Rabbi that Adam Asel Mashes Bekisa Bechol Shah Kasha, and it's not a steer between two prices as had the money Veramale Bekisa had the money Veramale Certainly, all agree to the sheet of Shmuel to Rabbi Yechon and Rabbi Chista. Reuven only has to give the money back to Shimon, and as long as Shimon counted his money and he knows that he has all the money, then Reuven would be pata, and there's no requirement for Reuven to actually inform Shimon that he stole the money and he returned it. And the first price that stated that as long as Reuven was a vliyeloi b'chashboinoi that's considered a valid ashava, that price is talking about a scenario where Reuven took the money, he counted it, and then he placed it directly into the wallet of Shimon, and since all the money is now in Shimon's wallet, so Shimon will count the money at some point right afterwards, and therefore it's considered a valid ashava. However, in the second price, where the price states that it's not considered a valid ashava, and Reuven still Chayiv is talking about a scenario where Reuven counted the money and he placed the money directly into the hands of Shimon and that scenario since the money didn't go directly into the wallet of Shimon therefore it's possible that Shimon just took the money in his hand he went home and he put it together with the rest of his money and he never actually counted the money and therefore there was never your idea to Shimon that he received the money back and that's why Reuven was not Mekayim Mizchiv HaShava and is still Chayiv Ba'inzin and finally the Gemara continues or we could say that certainly we have the Klal Rabbi Yitzhak and EDVED, the money Verama Bikise, that both in the first price and the second price, we're talking about a case where Reuven took the money, he counted it, and he placed it into the wallet of Shimon, and Had Isle Zuzachina Bikise, and the second price would state that Reuven still Chayev is because that Shimon had other money in the wallet already, and at that moment, Shimon did not know how much money he had in his wallet, and therefore, even if Shimon would count his money right after Reuven placed the money into his wallet, Shimon would not necessarily know that he got back the money for his Xela, and therefore Reuven still Chayev.
Chayev, and Hadlesli Zuzyachin Bekisei, and the first price that states that's considered a valid Shava, and Reuven is now Pata, is talking about a case where Reuven counted the money and placed it in Shimon's wallet, and at that point, either Shimon had no money in the wallet, or Shimon already knew exactly how much money he had in his wallet at that time, and therefore, when Shimon goes and once again counts the money based on the Klal of therefore, certainly he had an idea that the money was returned to him, and therefore, it's considered a valid Shava, even though Reuven didn't actually inform him and didn't tell him that he's returning the money to him. And keep in mind that according to all three Terusim that the Gemara just brought, it comes out that the Gemara is saying that both of these prices hold like Shmuel, Rabbi Yechon, and Rabbi Chista, that even in a scenario where Shimon knew that Reuven stole money from him, and as long as Shimon will count his money and realize that all his money is in his wallet, then that would be considered a valid Ashava. And with all of these Terusim, the Gemara is not going like the Shita of Rav, and we continue with the new Mishnah, in Leichem and Arayim, some of the Chol of and the Mishnah teaches us that it's also to buy wool or milk or goats from shepherds. And the reason is because the likelihood is that it doesn't belong to the shepherd and it belongs to the owner, and therefore you're buying something that is stolen. And similarly, and for the same reason, you're not allowed to buy wood or fruits from someone that was hired as a watchman for an orchard. However, the Mishnah teaches us that although everything that a woman owns is actually owned by her husband, however, he's still allowed to buy from a woman, woolen begadim in Yehuda, linen begadim in Galil, according to the second shot of Rashi, you're allowed to buy calves in the area of Sharon, which was a place in Eretz Yisrael. As Rashi explains, in all these cases and in these regions, Zuhi Malechas Hanoshim, this was the businesses of women, and this was what women would do, and they would actually go and make these linen begadim and these wool begadim, and they would also be busy with these animals, and it was all done with the consent of their husband, and therefore you can buy these items from them. As Rashi says in Diva Maschil Va'agolim, in his Lishnachrina, Sharon is Shem Makim, Umakim Gidla Golimu, and that was a place where they used to raise calves, and they buy young calves very cheaply, and the women would buy them, and they would raise them, and then they would sell them at a profit, and Rashi likes his Pshan and Gemara, as he brings the Gemara, Mesechthus Menachas, and Agolim is Sharin. However, Rashi's first shot is that Agolim is going back on the shepherds. And although we said before, and they now buy certain items from a shepherd, however, Zok Rashi, Haroyim Bisharim, Berichavol, in call that if you have a shepherd that is pasturing his animals in front of everyone and in a wide open field, therefore, if they go and they sell these items, therefore, we see that they actually did not steal these items, and therefore, you're allowed to purchase these items from the shepherd. However, the Mishnah says that even though we said that a woman could sell these items, but if she told the person that was buying it, that I'm selling it to you, but make sure not to tell anyone, then it's Megalitas that really her husband doesn't know and did not consent that she should sell these items, and therefore you wouldn't be able to buy it from her. And the Mishnah ends off that you're allowed to buy eggs and chickens from anyone and anywhere. And since these items are so cheap, a person wouldn't take the risk to go and steal it from the owner and from the person that's supporting him and from his balabayas, and therefore we're not chayshish that he stole them, and it must be that it's his eggs and his chickens that he's selling. However, certainly, even in this dinner of the Mishnah, if he would tell the buyer that he has to make sure to conceal it and not tell anyone that he poured it from him, then over there, that would be a sure sign that he stole it, and it would still be also to buy eggs or to buy chickens from this person. And the Gemara begins and brings the Brisa, Tanar we learned, in Leichem and Arayim, Leizim v'lei Gedeim, v'lei Gizim v'lei Tlushim shel Tzema, av Leichem mehen Tafurim and Pleishen Shalan, and v'leichem mehen Chalavu Gvinu Bamidba, v'lei Beishuv, and v'leichem mehen Abav V'chamish Tzayin, Abav V'chamish Gizin, Rabbi Yehuda Aimeh, Baisis Leichem Hen, 
Midbarius in Lechemhen. And the Bryce teaches us that Reuben can buy goats or lambs from a shepherd, but it's also to buy wool that was shorn from a sheep or torn off the sheep in small pieces. And you can buy begotten that was sown, as even if the Roya stole the material, but Lemaisa he was cleaned Bishinoi, and as the Bryce states, with Plesha in Shilhen. And the Bryce continues that Reuben can buy milk and cheese in the Midbar, as it's not the derek for the owner to travel to pick up the milk and cheese from the Midbar, and it's also not the derek for the Roya to go and deliver it, and therefore it belongs to the shepherd. However, Reuben cannot buy milk or cheese from an inhabited area, as it's there for the shepherd to deliver the milk and cheese to the Balabayas, and therefore the Roya is stealing these items. And the Bryce continues that Reuben can buy four or five sheep from the Roya, as he wouldn't take the risk of stealing it, since the owner will quickly realize that so many sheep are missing, and the Roya wouldn't be able to excuse his loss, and say that a wolf came and killed so many of these sign, and similarly Reuben can buy four or five bundles of wool at one time, but Reuben can't just buy two sheep or two bundles of wool, and Rabbi Huda holds that Reuben can even buy two sheep if he's buying domesticated animals, since the Bailam know an exact judgment of how many sheep that he gave to the Raya, and therefore the Balabayas will immediately realize that the Raya stole these sheep, and therefore the Raya wouldn't take this risk. However, Rabbi Huda holds that you cannot buy two sheep that live in the Midbar, as the Balabayas doesn't keep an exact judgment and won't realize that the shepherd stole a couple of sheep. And the Brisa ends, that the general rule is that anything that a shepherd would sell and the Balabayas would realize, then you could buy it from the shepherd as the shepherd would be scared to sell it if he didn't really own it. A magish boy, but if it's an item where the owner would not be magish and would not realize, then in Lechemhen, then you can't buy these items from the shepherd as the shepherd would not be scared to steal it and go and sell it to you. And the Gemara now continues and explains the Brisa. We stated, and the Gemara is, once the Bryce already teaches us that you're allowed to buy four sheep from a shepherd, then why does the Bryce have to also tell us that you're allowed to buy five sheep? As certainly if you could buy four, then certainly you should be able to buy five. And the Gemara brings two different terutsim from Rabchista. Rabchista, the first version is that Rabchista stated that the Bryce means to say that if the shepherd is guarding five sheep, then you're allowed to buy four sheep, which is four-fifths of the sheep, and therefore you're always allowed to buy only a ratio of 80% of the sheep that the shepherd is guarding as in that way, the Balabais will certainly be able to see immediately that the shepherd sold these sheep, and by the fact that the shepherd is selling it, it must be that either the shepherd owns these sheep, or he had the consent of the Balabais to go and sell it on his behalf, and the Ikid Amri and others say another version of the Territory of Chista, that Amr of Chista, the Bryson meant four or five, but it meant to say, if the shepherd is watching a small flock, then even if Reuben is only buying four sheep, that it would be permissible for him to buy it. However, if the shepherd is watching Watching a large flock, then Reuben cannot only buy four sheep from him, as that would be too small of an amount and it won't be nicker. And the only time that Reuben will be able to go and buy from the shepherd is only if he buys at least five sheep. And of course, you'd have to say that once you have a herd that gets larger and you have a larger flock, then of course those numbers would go up in proportion as well. The Gemara continues and asks a stereo between the first part of Bryce and the second part of the Bryce, as Hagufa Kasha, as Lukhari is a stereo in the Bryce itself, as Amrit we said, above the Chomit Sayin, above the Gizin, that Reuben's allowed to buy four or five sign and four or five Gizin above Chamish in and Smashbo, he's only allowed to buy four or five, Avashalosh Loy, but not three, and Miss Safer, let's see the Safer, Avalosh State Sign, he's not allowed to buy two, Hashalosh of Ninon, but it's Smashbo, he can buy three, and the third is a steer between the Ration and Safer. The Gemara answers like Kasha, Habrabiasa, Habrishasa, the Safer the Brysa is referring to a case where the shepherd is watching animals which are healthy animals, and therefore the Balabais would even notice if the Shepherd sold three animals. That's why the Bryce teaches us that Reuben can't buy two animals from the shepherd, but if he buys three, then certainly the shepherd must have 
right to sell them, as the owner would realize that he sold three animals since they're healthy and he's much more aware of how many animals he has. However, the Rish is talking about a case where the animals that the shepherd is watching are weaker animals, and in that case, the Balabais doesn't necessarily know exactly how many animals they are, and therefore the Baisa tells us that the only way that Reuben can buy these animals is only if he's buying at least four animals, but if he's buying three animals, he would not be able to buy it, as it's possible that the shepherd is stealing this from the Balabais. The Balabais is not necessarily in tune with how many animals he has when those animals are much weaker and much less expensive. And as Rashi says, Bribriyasa, Brius, Ayin, Balabais, Tamaralein, and the eyes of the Balabais is consistently and constantly on them, Umagish, Bisholish, and he'll realize when three are sold. However, Kachusha is in Chashuvisloi, they're not as Chash of him, and the Ain Enoyelayim, Lefikach, Imagish, Klema, Inudea, Kishamechimzer, and therefore the Balabais will not realize when the Roya goes and sells them to Ruvain. The Gemara continues and discusses the next part of the Brysa that stated, Rabbi Huda Ima, Bais is Leichman, Midborius ain Leichman, and the Gemara says, Ibailu, we have a Shaila, Rabbi Huda Resha Kailu Khumra, Oidilma, Sefer Kailu Kula. Do we say that Rabbi Huda is going back under Resha the Brysa, and therefore it comes out that he's going and telling us a Khumra, or is he going under Sefer, and Rabbi Huda is teaching us a Kula, and the Gemara explains, Aresha Kailu Khumra, do we say that Rabbi Huda is going back under Resha, and it comes out the Khumra, the Amal Leichman above Khamisha Tsain, that the Resha stated that Ruven can buy from a shepherd four or five Tsain, and Hanimila Baisis, and Rabbi Huda tells us that it's only when they're domestic sheep, and therefore the owner will realize that they are gone and that they are stolen. And Rabbi Huda teaches us a Chumrah, if the Raya is guarding these sheep, then even if he sells four or five, then Reuben cannot buy it from the shepherd because the Balabais would not know and would not be mocked that he lost these animals, and therefore you can't trust that these animals belong to the Raya. And the Gemara explains the other tzad that Rabbi Huda is actually teaching us a Kula, what do we say? That Rabbi Huda is going on the Sefer and he's teaching us a Kula, the Omar, that the Mishnah stated that he now let it go and buy two tzayin or two gizin that is only by sheep that were in Midbarius. Balabais is not around and doesn't necessarily realize that the Roya is stealing from him. But if you're talking about sheep that were in the city and they were domesticated, in that case, certainly the Balabais will realize even if he sells two sheep and therefore you're even allowed to buy two sheep from a Roya and therefore it'll come out that Rehud is teaching us a Kula. And the Gemara will now continue and bring a Raya that Rabbi Huda is going on the Sefer and is actually teaching us a Kula as Tashma, the Tanya, as we learned to the Brysa, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda states, Rabbi Huda taught us that Reuven can buy sheep from a shepherd if they're Baisas and if they're domesticated. However, he's not allowed to buy the same amount if they are undomesticated animals. However, Rabbi Huda continues that it doesn't make a difference if the sheep are Baisas or Midbarius. In all cases, Reuven can buy four or five sheep from a shepherd. And we continue at Alf, and the Gemara states, Since Rabbi Huda says that in all places, Reuven can buy four or five sheep from a shepherd, therefore, it must be that Rabbi Huda's din is going on the Sefer, and he's teaching us a Kula, and he's teaching us that certainly Reuven can always buy four or five sheep from a shepherd, and even if these sheep are Midbarius, however, Midbarius, you're not allowed to buy from a shepherd if they are less than four or five. However, if Reuven is buying soyin that are baisais, then Reuven can even buy only two of these soyin from the shepherd. And the Gemara says, Shema Minah, that this is a good raya, that Rabbi Huda is going on the Sefer, and he's coming to teach us a kula, and we will stop over here.